Praise the Lord forevermore. Well, how did you do this week on the plan? Anybody read it? I mean, it's dead silent right there. Not even anybody even looked up at me. Everybody's kind of looked at the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, plan. No, I was, yeah, I was busy this week, took off a week. How'd you find Matthew 6 this week? I like what C.W. just said. What'd you say? Shut up, quit whining, and move on. That just pretty much wraps up the whole chapter right there. Amen. Well, get your Bibles out and go to Matthew 6. I'll just preach on it. Go to verse 22, 622. There's really no... You know, I can say this. Of course, I always say it's the greatest message ever preached. This is the best. This is that, that you know, because it, it just depends on what time you catch me. But this is a word tonight that <clears throat> you really need to get hold of. Because Matthew 6.22 is probably a little bitty, it's a little blip in the scriptures of what Jesus said, but it's very, very, very powerful. It says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thy eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye be full of evil... The whole body should be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee can be the darkness, how great is that darkness? Okay. Simply put, years ago I was I was praying and 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 the Holy Spirit popped this scripture out to me and he said it this way, Robert, if you lose focus, you're gonna get lost in life. You gotta keep focus in life. If your eye is single and you stay on the prize and you stay on Jesus and you stay focused on on, on the, the, what he's saying to you and what he's doing, then your eye will stay single. It'll be full of the things of God. But if it gets into darkness, if you get into offense, if you get into unforgiveness, if you get into uh, uh, you know, whatever, griping, murmuring, complaining, whatever, whatever could take you off, then what happens is your eye begins to not see things correctly. Now, years ago, um, years ago, I, I, I was, I mean, we're talking years and years ago before I was saved at the time, but uh, for Living Waters Church is even here. I uh, I was in the I was we we took animals to stock shows, you know, and we we showed animals our our production herd from our our not as a 4-H kid or something, but as a, a a business of our ranch, you know. And so we'd take cattle and we'd go so you know kind of heifers or bulls or whatever. And so that was always my job. And so I'd leave and I'd be gone for you know a week or so at the stock show. And my kids were small. Darcy was little. And so when I left to go to the stock show and I, you know, was kissing them all goodbye, I said, I said, what do you want me to get you? you know? And she just looked at me and she said, I want you to get me a big diamond, Daddy. And I thought, well, just like a little girl, you know what I mean? She's already trying to get in my pocket right now at this age. And so, so you know, you're, you're, you're busy all week. You're, you're trying to take care of everything, you know, but, and you're in this stock show environment. And so where are you going to find a big diamond? And so... One day I started walking through the, the alleyways and I looked over there and, and so, you know, I'll probably get in trouble over this, but send me an email. Um, there was a, a lady selling these big crystals. And, you know, I didn't know nothing. I didn't know anything. I mean, you know, something that's, somebody may say, oh, that was horrible. You know, it was a, a, a demonic thing or whatever. But, you know, if you don't know what it is, you never even heard it and you're a heathen anyway, you know, it don't make no difference. And, and there was one cut exactly like a big diamond. And, it, you know, the, all the little deals were cut on it. And I just looked at it and I was like, ah. 
oh my God, there's the big diamond. And so I went over there, you know, and it was just, you know, it's just cut glass. And so I, it was like six bucks or whatever, you know. And so I bought this thing, had it, got it in a box. And then so when I took it home to her, I said, hey, sweetie, come here, look what daddy got you, you know. Her eyes are about that big. <gasps> it's a big diamond, you know. And so it was the perfect, you know, thing. But then later, she kept that thing forever. And then later in life, one day I, the Lord was speaking this verse to me, and he showed me, he told me, go get that crystal and look at it. And, you know, it's really interesting if you ever look at one, because when you, you know, there's flat glass right here, but if you try to look through it, because it's a prism, you know, you can't see through, right? It reflect, ref, ref, <clears throat> come on, refracts the light, right? And the Lord said, that's what happens to you when you don't do Matthew 6.22. Prisms get built up in your, your eyes, your thinking, and then you can't see me clearly because there's an offense here, there's unforgiveness here, there's anger here, there's hatred here, there's whatever. It will begin to be what you focus on and you're building a prism. Don't do it. That's how I got Matthew 6.22 is off that big diamond. And so, so over the years, man, that scripture has been something I always think about. Anytime an offense is coming up or anytime something's happening, I'm always thinking, man, I do not want to lose Matthew 6.22. I want to keep seeing clearly. So let's look at something here. So Jesus goes on in his talking, and he says, verse 26, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life what you should eat or what you should drink. Now that's a hard one, isn't it? Because, you know, like if you were like me, you're coming from broke, you're always thinking about what you're eating and what your, your, what your kids are going to get clothed in or whatever. You're always thinking about money, even though you're trying not to. But you've got to work. You've got to make the money. You've got to make the payment. You've got to do this. And he says, take no thought for your, what you shall eat or what you shall drink for yet your body, nor yet for your body for what you shall put on for his life. Is not life more than meat and body more than ramen? So I had kind of a trying week this week. And... Uh, Sunday, we went and ate because we ate at the first Sunday over at the Schaefer's house, and we family all gets together, and we all go eat. And so brother-in-laws were there, and we are all visiting and talking and just fellowshipping. And, and then Monday, my brother-in-law dies. And it really kind of made me stop for a second and say, man, I was just there Sunday. We were just sitting here visiting about how our feet hurt and what kind of shoes to buy. Deep things, deep, deep things we were visiting about. But I was thinking about how quickly there was somebody with me, and then the next moment there's somebody gone, unexpectedly. And it really made me start to think about how much time we spend in life thinking about the wrong things. If we could get this chapter, these verses truly down in our heart to enjoy every day, to let the the things to let things go to learn to really enjoy life to enjoy it was a pretty day today wasn't it you got past some of the oak pollen and junk but it was a beautiful day today wasn't it but did we enjoy it and so my point is in this in this whole deal is we can't lose focus in life church no matter what's going on in life you cannot lose your focus I am still so glad that I got saved. 
that I am not lost today, an alcoholic, headed to hell. I'm glad that I, you know that Jesus saved me, that I didn't lose my family. I didn't, you know. I mean, my gosh, folks. Just the reality of seeing my brother-in-law gone just, just hits me, just makes me think, man, why do we, why do we mess with things? Why do we even worry? Why do we struggle? Why do we take thought? He says, Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap. They are gathered into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? He used to have this bird feeder. And I'd put, you know, bird seed in there. Watch the birds. And uh, then one day I read this scripture and I started laughing. I said, well, wait a minute. He says, you fed the birds, but I fed the birds. You know? I'm the one feeding the birds out here. And he said, you know, those birds are going to make it with you putting your bird seed out there or not. He just drew them over here to look at them. I've got this thing covered. And I'm like, I guess you're right, Lord. Put it that way. You know? But he says, yeah, I'm taking care of everything out there. Taking care of everything out there. And you think that I'm not going to take care of you? I sent my son to die for you. He went to the cross for you. He, he did everything to save you, to get you in grace in a place like that. And you think, I can't take care of you? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? I, I've always thought that's unusual. Why did he talk about growing? We can add girth. We just can't add height. <laughs> 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 right? But he says, he says, by taking thought, you, 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 can't even, you can't even make yourself grow taller. Can't even add an inch to your height. And why take you thought for your, your raiment or your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed as one of these. So he, he picked out somebody that was the wealthiest man in the world. who had the finest clothing there is. He said, even he wasn't as pretty as a lily. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow's cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? So then it's a faith issue. Take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink, or with all shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, man, you've got to keep your eyes focused on the kingdom. It goes back to a couple of weeks ago, the message I preached about. You gotta get, we're living forever. This world's temporal. This is just... However many years. And then it's over. Here. And we finally get to see it on the other side. Right? And that's forever. So we're really focusing on the wrong thing. We keep focusing on our years here when we should be focusing on the kingdom there because that's forever and this is temporal. However many years we get. Right? Okay, so now go to Psalms 37. So after reading Matthew 6 and talking about that, when I went across Psalms 37 in my daily reading, I, I kind of changed this up. 
Verse 1 says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So let's just take it back to taking thought for life, life's issues, okay? What he was talking about May 6th. First thing the Lord's saying here in Psalms 37 through David is don't fret, right? Don't worry, okay? Verse 3, this is what we're to do. Trust in the Lord and do good. You know, we make the gospel so complicated, but it's really simple. All he's saying here is just trust in the Lord and do good. Whenever you have a choice, just do good. Right? You can't be wrong. Just do good. He said, well, I don't know what good is. Well, it's the opposite of what you were thinking. Right? So he says, trust in the Lord and do good. So thou shalt dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt feed. Now, let me change my translation here because I'm reading King James. Let me change it to New King James. Get some of the these and thou's out of there. Verse 4. First he says trust, and then he says delight yourself in the Lord. He's given us a plan here of how we're going to do what Matthew 6 says. We put our trust in him. We do good. And we delight ourselves in the Lord. How do you delight yourself in the Lord? You delight yourself in the Lord by simply when you do the good and you see God do something with it and you take back and take a big smile and say, man, you're so awesome, Lord. You always make those things happen. I mean, that's truly delighting in the Lord. When you see him moving and doing something, you just say, man, God, you're so cool. It's so amazing how you do that. I don't, I, I don't see, nobody in the world could have pulled that off but you. Nobody could pull that off but you. You're so amazing. I just love serving you. Love being with you. Love being saved. So glad I'm saved. So glad I'm with you. I'm so glad I'm on your team. That's delighting yourself in the Lord. And then what happens? Oh, because you're delighting yourself in the Lord. He says he's going to give you the desires of your heart. I'm glad it says he gives us the desires of our heart, not our head. Okay, then he tells you the next thing to do. Commit your way to the Lord. You know, I've learned... Uh, years ago, Benny Hinn wrote a book. And not that I've been a big follower of Benny Hinn, but he wrote the book, and it was called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I read the book, and it, it really blessed me. But one of the things he said that caused me to start doing it said that every morning he wakes up and says, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Okay? That's what the title of the book, Morning, Holy Spirit. Well, I got to where every time I go out every morning, I feed the sheep, throw some corn out to the deer, I'm always, when I turn back, I'm looking at this beautiful view of the morning, and I always say, well, good morning, Father, morning, Jesus, morning, Holy Ghost. That's where I start out my morning, and I've done that 30 years. And it's something about it, it's like that's how I start my day out. That's how I commit my way to the Lord. I start out that morning by saying, okay, well, I'm up. <laughs> now, keep me out of trouble. <laughs> You know, show me what I'm supposed to do. Help me to walk right where. But you got to commit your way to the Lord. Then he says, again, he says, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as a noonday. Then verse 7 says something. Rest, rest in the Lord. And then there's the killer right here. Wait patiently for him. Because we don't want to wait with patience. You know, we want to see lightning flash. We want to see the mountain move. We want to see the, you know, 
whatever it, we, we need moved in our life, instantly move. But truly, if, you're, if you truly are in faith and you're truly trusting in him and truly waiting on him, then you have that ability to sit back and say, okay, Lord, in your time. I know it's done. I know you got it taken care of. So, I mean, it is an irritation. But I can live with it. Because I'm just going to wait on you to do it. Then he says again, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of men who bring wicked schemes to pass. Then he tells us a few things to watch out for that's going to get our eye out of focus. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Everybody's telling us today the number one killer is stress. And God already said it thousands of years ago. Right? Don't fret. Don't get stressed out. It only causes harm. So right there, he's giving us, he's saying, look, keep your eye focused. Don't get off. Don't get off focus in anger. Don't get off focus in wrath. Don't start fretting because it's only going to cause you harm. So look at verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And I don't know about y'all, but I believe that the number one thing in my life that I want is peace. So Psalms 37 and Matthew 6 just go hand in hand. Over here, he's telling us, don't worry and keep your eye focused. Over here in Psalms 37, he's actually giving us a pathway to do it. So what I encourage you is go through Psalms 37 Add it to your plan in the morning. Start highlighting these little areas, circling them. <clears throat> Maybe you need to give yourself a, a grade. Well, I got an F in fretting, but I have an A in not being angry. I've just been fretting, you know. Give yourself a grade. Figure out where, where maybe you're getting your eye off focus so that the Holy Ghost can bring you back into it so you can move on in peace. Amen? So Psalms 37, don't forget it. Amen? All right. Short and sweet and to the point tonight. Hello, this is Robert Richards, and you're listening to The Waterhole, our weekly broadcast, which is now available on iTunes and all major podcast platforms. You can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our YouTube channel. Link's in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you. And remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.